Welcome back to the Beloit Podcast. In this episode, we have Kevin Thompson. Kevin is a teacher at Rock County Christian School and host of the Basic Bible Podcast, also the Thompson Political Report. Don't forget you can find the Beloit Podcast and other Vivi Media Podcasts on Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes, SoundCloud, and at vivimedia.org. All right, enjoy the episode, and thanks for listening. Where does your story in Beloit begin? My story here in Beloit, we moved here about 11, 12 years ago, and uh, I was kind of burnt out. out. I was living out in New England, and we were part of a church and a school there, and it was just a really bad situation. And so we moved out here because we found a uh, school that we were uh, looking to get on with. And I wasn't really sure about it. But it was, uh, my wife had grown up here in Wisconsin. And her parents live in Delavan. So she knew the area a little bit. So we moved out here. And uh, man, we've been loving it ever since. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we moved here to become part of Rock County Christian School. And I told my wife we were going to stay here for a year. Then we reassess things and probably move on. <laughs> Twelve years later, we're still here. <laughs> so, Trapped in Beloit. <laughs> yeah. But we like it. We like right. we like Beloit a lot. So. Yeah. You're a teacher. I wanted yeah. to ask you about that. When did you decide that was something for you? You know, I never saw myself ever becoming a teacher. Okay. And I'm pretty certain just about every teacher I had would agree with that assessment. <laughs> um, it just wasn't my thing. But I was planning on going into ministry, into theology, you know, the pastorate. That was my track. That was where I was going. But my senior year of college, uh, I had a conversation with my history professor. I was a, a history minor. And he really felt like teaching was more the direction I needed to go into. I wasn't convinced. Um, but it was also that time where theologically I was kind of drifting away from where I grew I grew up a pretty conservative, fundamentalist uh, type Christian. And I was kind of more moderating those views. And so I was at a, more of a fundamentalist college out in uh, Florida. He could, the teacher could sense that. I, I certainly could sense that. He thought the better direction for you, until you figure things out, maybe you'd want to teach in a, in a Christian school. That thought had never crossed my mind until then. And then I, I came home, graduated, kind of toying around with the idea, but no. But there was a church that was about five miles away from the church I was attending uh, since I was a kid. And my pastor took me aside and said, hey, listen, you know, uh, you ought to consider going to this church. They're going through a pretty bad situation. They just lost their pastor through a, a pretty bad moral scandal. And they need some help. But they couldn't pay you but they do have a school in the building, and uh, you could you could probably work at the school, uh, and so I. That's really how I became a teacher. It wasn't on purpose. It's kind of by accident. Opportunity just, came knocking. Yeah, and it just kind of, you know, again, it wasn't something I was planning on, but it just kind of clicked. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, again, this was about 15 years later. I'm still teaching. Yeah. Enjoy it. It's a long road from where you were uh, to move to Beloit and then yeah. become a teacher. Right. And what are some other things you did before you came to Beloit? Tell us about some highlights from um, other things you've done. Yeah, I grew up in New England, uh, Massachusetts. Um, and so I'm a 
I'm a Northeasterner. It's, it's who okay. I am. It's kind of in my blood. And uh, so I love history and, you know, I lived close to Boston. So I used to love going out sightseeing. You know, I, I lived there, but I was a tourist. Um, my wife called me the perpetual tourist. I, you know, I can't walk five feet without seeing a statue, reading whatever inscriptions on there. Sounds like me and Beloit. <laughs> Yeah, so I, even still today, you know, I, I see something, I gotta stop and, and look at it. So yeah. um, I love that. So I, yeah, I, so growing, growing up in New England, I was also uh, very political. Um, politics is kind of just like a second hand out there. And so my dad was very political himself. I grew up yelling at the TV <laughs> over, uh, you know, whatever the liberals were doing, you know. That, uh, liberal conspiracy and everything's a liberal conspiracy um and so i, I grew up listening to to rush limbaugh and, and others so that's a pretty rabid conservative yeah. back in those days and um and in massachusetts it always upset me because there is no there's no republican party in massachusetts it's the democrats and guys who aren't going to win <laughs> and so i remember one year there was like nobody on the ballot i could vote for for governor yeah and uh so I thought I was going to do something I had never considered before. I heard about these third parties mm-hmm. or independent candidates and thought, you know, those guys are weird, but none of these other guys, you know, the Democrat, Republican, this, I just can't vote for. So I sought out uh, a guy by the name of Michael Carl who was running for governor with the Constitution Party mm-hmm. and uh, got involved with them. Uh, then all of a sudden I found myself running for Congress. Wow. Uh, it was, again, that was, uh, although I'd always been political, I, I'd never thought of actually throwing my hat in the ring, but we had, uh, it was 2007. We were gearing up for a 2008 race, but all of a sudden, uh, Congressman Marty Meehan, uh, there in uh, the 5th District in Massachusetts, had resigned to become president of UMass. And so, all of a sudden, there was a, there was a race. And I thought, yeah, you know, we should we should get a candidate out there because it's the only race in town, the only race in the country at this moment. Um, we're not going to win, but if we can just get our name out there in 2008, we're not a new quantity. We're we're some people have heard of. So I decided to try to find a candidate, and no one wanted to do it. So I said, you know what, I'm going to do it. Why not? I lived like an hour and a half away from the district. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I threw my hat in the ring and. Uh, just thought if I could just get my name on the ballot, that's it, and that took that took some effort. You know what that's yeah, like. Yeah. Um, but finally, was able to do it, and to my shock, I, I, my my goal was simply, I'm just going to get my name on the ballot. That's it. I'm not going to do anything else. Yep. Um, that's what I promised. I was engaged at the time. I promised my fiance this wouldn't be a big deal. Um, I told my that's boss. Like <laughs> <laughs> I was working for a church that ran a school, and uh, talked to the boss, and he's like, he doesn't. He, didn't tell me, didn't, uh, didn't really like the idea, but as long as I just kept it quiet, it'd be fine. I said, sure. No problem. No one's ever going to hear from me again. Well, I got invited to all the debates, and yeah. I got, in fact, I remember one night at church, uh, someone came up to me and said, Pastor Thompson, there's there's a news crew outside, and they want to talk to you. <laughs> wow. What in the world? So I got a lot of attention, um, and it uh, really taught me a lot about the whole political process, uh, and just mixing up the debates was, was fun. Uh, getting interviewed, I, again, I never thought it would. No, I didn't win, obviously. It didn't even come close. But it was really a, a fascinating experience. It's and it a kind lot of, of work, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. I didn't spend much money at all, but. Still deadlines, a lot of deadlines, yeah. and a lot of things to keep up with. 
oh, yeah. those debates, uh, especially if the news comes knocking at your yeah. door. And, and yeah. I had reporters calling us all the time asking, you know, for a quote on what my stance was on whatever issue, and all yeah. of a sudden I had to come up with a coherent view yeah. of whatever issue came along, whether yeah. I cared, cared about it or not. You know? How did you uh, get through each step of that? You know, what what really kept you, you know, uh, energetic to keep. Because that's a lot of challenge coming your Oh, way. it is. Enough um, to say, uh, I got in too deep sometimes. Yeah. The party I was with, um, the Constitution Party of Massachusetts, at the time was, <laughs> uh, we probably had about five guys. <laughs> that was the party. And we met weekly. And those guys kept me motivated, kept yeah. me on task. Especially uh, one, Nick Nick Sumbles was kind of like my campaign manager, so to speak. Um he spent a lot of his money, time, and effort into that, and the tips he gave me, because he had literally traveled across the country with the Constitution Party, and so knew what he was talking about. And so he went with me to most of the debates and just kind of kept me on track. And so I mean, he was really, his background is in uh, petitioning, getting people on the ballot. Ballot access is his thing. Okay. And so he's helped literally thousands of people get on the ballot. He offered his services for free. So I, I just went with him every step of the yeah. way, um, and so he walked me through that process, and again, even through the debates, uh, taught me even how to answer questions. Because you know, in the midst of debate, it's, it's important. I can tell not you, just... I had uh, <laughs> I had nobody there for yeah. any of it, and it was uh, every every debate, every forum, it was one step at a time yeah. for me. And, and you have such... to. It's not just about what you say, but how you say it, how you present yourself, the words, yeah. even that you say. One of the things I I didn't you always hear about but you don't get until you're in there is how every word is going to be parsed every sentence is going to be dissected mm -hmm. every and, expression you get yeah you know. every smirk on your face yep. um is going to be read into even While if you're, other people are answering they're yeah. going to be looking at you oh yeah it, it's it's incredible the, the fishbowl mentality that you're in is uh could be nerve-wracking yeah so that was you know i learned a lot in that whole yep. process yeah it's a good exercise and yeah you know, we always hear more people should uh, run for office, and it's kind of a kind of a true thing. More people oh, yeah. should, and you know, if you can, why not? Absolutely. Uh, let's get back to Beloit a little sure. bit here. Throw you off. What are some of your favorite places in Beloit? Well, we can look right at it from the Windward Bushel and Pack downtown area. That. Yeah, the downtown area is really fascinating. I, I love the farmers market. Yes. It's probably my favorite thing about Beloit. Yeah, we got a great one. Uh, it's it's just great. It's got everything you could want yep. great prices and just uh being able to get out meet your neighbors yep. is a lot really of people cool. get down here so this area over here is great uh, i love even a little further the flying pig has become one of my favorite places here it's my kids favorite place yep. uh to be we love getting the slushes there the popcorn there is great um those are my, my highlights and probably just down the road a bit here uh riverside park uh my kids like turtle island the uh Mm -hmm. the play place there yep. the, the park and uh, just walking around the, the lagoon area is a, I'm a I have a lot of fond memories of my wife and I just walking through there even before we had kids the good old days before we had kids um, <laughs> yeah. they do exist <laughs> most memorable moments in Beloit you know I remember the very first day I stepped foot in Beloit we came here sight unseen we had already taken the job at Rock County Christian School and uh, we'd gotten an apartment through uh, the internet. So we'd never actually been to the area, so we finally got here. 
and uh, walking around the downtown area. You know, I'm a political guy, as you've already figured out. This was uh, 2007, 2008, mm-hmm. and no, oh, it was 2008, summer 2008, and I saw a sign that the Democratic Party of Rock County was opening up a victory station uh, right downtown. Very first day, so I said, hey, might as well show up. I'm not yeah. a Democrat, but I'm gonna, I wanna check this out. So it was pretty cool. I got to meet, uh, at the first, at the time, Tammy Baldwin was the congresswoman okay. from this area. Got to meet her, our state rep, uh, Chuck Benedict, there, and uh, it was a fascinating time. Okay. Uh, so that was, I walked right into a political situation, purely, again, purely on accident, but, uh, that's one of my fondest memories. Just getting to know people there. Uh, I just thought it was pretty cool that, then, you know, yeah. there is a political scene here. And, oh, there is. Yeah, and you should be a part of it. By the Definitely. way, I don't know who you're listening, I mean, who's listening, but um, get involved. Yeah. You right. Will, There's more uh, more room for more people to be interested. More people, and there are there are regular people involved in this. It's not everyone's just a political wonk who uh, just shouts out political jargon and. And, and policy, but normal people who, who care about things and politics affects you. Yes. Uh, where you are, where you're at, and so. Okay. Well, I'm getting off topic. Well, here, the, yeah. there, there's a lot of you know, there's third parties that are established in the area yeah. now. So you know, if you don't find that you're a Democrat or Republican, uh, those parties are here. But there's also third parties right. now, and with the internet, you, you can meet up with these groups, and yeah. so there's a way to get more engaged. Well, now. and the great thing about a third party is that there are less people. So you can get more involved. You can get as involved as you want to. Um, But I find in third parties, you're more likely to run into people just like you. These aren't people whose, you know, father was the governor or, you know, grew up around money or whatever. These are just people who, average people, normal people, who get impassioned about one cause or another. Usually it's something happened to them or maybe in their neighborhood and they want to do something about it. That's that's where we all are, yeah. and, I, and that's the, the advantage of a third party. You don't have the the prestige and the money, but something appealing about that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why. But you, but. But you had that everyday common sense type people who mm-hmm. uh, are just average people who want to make a difference, and that's 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 America right there. Yep, yep. It's great that we have that around here, and I don't yeah. know if that was here 15, 20 years ago, yeah. but it's it's definitely, definitely here now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Let's talk about what inspires you. What inspires me? You know, lately, it's been my kids, my children. Uh, we've adopted four kids. Well, we've adopted two, and we're in the process of two more. In fact, within six weeks, we should uh, that adoption should be finalized. That's great. But looking at them and seeing what they're going through, seeing their needs, uh, makes me want to be a better person and makes me want our society to be better. Uh, they have certain needs. They they have special needs just from the background they're in. And it really, being a part of the foster care network system, whatever you want to call it, has opened my eyes to a world that's always existed and literally across the street, yeah. but never really knew. Um, and so, honestly, just looking at them, that inspires me. We need some change. Yeah. And we need we can do this better. And there are needs that aren't being met. Um, and I'm in a position where I can do something, even just as a teacher, I'm in a position where I can do something about that. Even just talking with my fellow teachers gives me more perspective even, you know, as a teacher, <laughs> you know, there are those those kids, mm. you know. Um, I think I was one of those kids. Yeah, you look like one of those kids. I might kids. have been, yeah. <laughs> um, 
but it gives me different because my kids now are are those kids yeah. um, we wait by the phone to get the call from the office explaining what our kid did today or whatever yeah but it that does me, yeah. <laughs> it does give me a perspective that some of these kids um, there's a reason why there's there's yep. those kids always um, and even if there's not quote unquote a reason there's always hope um, you seem to turn out okay uh, uh, the jury's still out but you know it's but you know, there there is uh, a friend of mine is running for uh, school board said there's not such thing as a bad kid, just a bad programmed kid, and uh, you know there's some truth to that. There's a little bit, yeah. And so that uh, so just having those kids, uh, rough kids who uh, don't always say we, you know we go to a Christian school and they don't always say the right words you know or do the right thing and you know in the prim and proper sense, and so. You know, it, it, it gives me a different perspective. So that that's the number one thing. Of course, my faith as well. I have to say that because if I don't say that, I'm going to get criticized later. So, uh, but no, my faith does, of course, inspire me uh, to, to become more involved and, and to be a better person as well. Um, those two things, I think, are the main things that literally get me up in the morning. Uh, let's talk about your podcast. You're a podcaster. And yeah. let's talk about you have two podcasts. I know you're more frequent with the Basic Bible Podcast, yes. so let's start with that one. Uh, Basic Bible Podcast is just that. We try to... Uh, I'm a theology guy, first and foremost. That's that's my background. That's my degree. Uh, recently got a master's in theology. Um, that's my passion. My passion is my, my relationship with Christ, my relationship with God. My faith is not just something that's a part of me, but really defines who I am. And so that's my, my greatest passion, is to talk about the scriptures and we, what we try to do on the Basic Bible Podcast is take some basic Bible theology and break it down to where anybody sitting in a pew could understand that. Because, you know, I've sat in those seminary sessions, college sessions, where the theology gets pretty deep. Um, but what do you do with that? Yeah. And so we try to break things down to an understandable level where people can understand what these things are, but also in a way that they can use it in their everyday life. So. That's great. We learned all of this head knowledge, but what do we do with it? Well, we want to emphasize that, and then we also try to just dig a little deeper because there are, there are, you know, it seems like it's there are churches. Dig deep, yeah. Oh yeah, there there are some ch- churches that go to either extreme. One extreme is you know, it's so deep in theology that it looks like you know every Sunday you're just listening to a lecture, and then there's other churches that hardly mention anything, and it's just nice stories, uh, feel good messages. But nothing that really intellectually challenges you. Okay. Uh, and so we want to bridge that gap. Yeah. Uh, and that's what we try to do. So we do at the end of each section. We try to recommend some resources that'll help you dig a little deeper into even even deeper than we went into in that podcast. So we have different guests each week. Uh, more frequent guests, uh, Ray Jewell. You know Ray. Yep. Uh, used to be with Janesville Community Radio. Yep. Ray's a great guy, yes, and he he's one of those guys that. We are, we agree enough, uh, this is what my line was, right? we, we agree enough to be friends, we disagree enough to be really good friends. <laughs> nice. Um, and so he comes from an entirely different theological background than I do, so we get into it from time to time, but, you know, the great thing That's about Ray thing. is yeah. we're going to walk away friends. No matter how much heated the discussion gets, we understand at the end of the day. Yeah, you got to love that. That's great. So that's that's fun. So he's one of our more frequent guests. The other is Phil Allen, who's our my pastor right now at uh, Daystar Christian Fellowship out in South Beloit. Um, but we have a 
we have guests ranging from seminary professors, authors, uh, to just everyday pastors. And I, it's been great. And uh, your other podcast, Thompson Political Report. I know you're doing that for a little bit. Yeah, I, it's had on hiatus for now, but I always want to bring it back. Uh, the goal with that uh, was not just to talk, not, it wasn't just a news report, but more of a discussion of political issues in a balanced perspective. Uh, I, I like to get different perspectives on the issues. One of the things that I am disturbed about in our political scene today is just uh, not just partisanship, but hyper-partisanship. Yes. It doesn't matter what you believe. It matters more what group you're in. And it's the group you're in that determines what you believe. What we're missing is some independent thought. Yeah, um, and the ability to include a broad range. Yes. Yeah. You know, Reagan used to talk about the big tent. Well, that tent has collapsed in itself. Yes. And so now it's just, I'm a Republican, and therefore I'm against the Democrats. That, that, that's my political views. And I'm a Democrat, therefore I'm against what uh, Trump and Republicans are saying. And every couple of years, the two parties seem to switch. Yeah. Um, and so the actual views don't matter. It's just where you are. So I, I hate that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's, uh, that's what, again, one of the advantages of third parties. I think you can, you can bypass a lot of that stuff. Which, again, is why I think a, th- a good third party uh, involvement is healthy, because it would make the other two parties have to actually work together and figure yes. things out. But again, I'm, I'm getting off topic. Uh, but So yeah, what I tried to do is I tried to interview a lot of candidates and, and get their thoughts on stuff. And uh, Yeah, I saw you had a lot of good guests on. You really yeah. did. Yeah, it's amazing who, you know this, I mean, it's amazing who says yes to an interview. If you just have the guts to ask, uh, so I'll probably kick that up again at some point. I, I really want to. Uh, that's on SoundCloud. Yes. But uh, yeah, for now it's it's on a hiatus. But you know we got an election coming up. Maybe I should, you know, yeah, we got local election. Local elections are probably the most important and underreported. And underreported. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what Donald Trump does is important, but it's actually not as important as what the city council here in Beloit is choosing. Yes. And uh, even what the school district. Uh, is doing has more of an effect than what's going on in a national level, but that's what gets the news. So, yeah. Okay, you've inspired me. So I'm going to yeah. add to me, add to the list of what inspires me. Uh, Reese, you, you've inspired me <laughs> to get that going again. Man, I'll take it. Thanks. Yeah, that's kind of that was uh, you know the the ambition behind Beloit Podcast in general, not just politics, but people needing an yeah. independent outlet. Uh, you know, a lot of people don't think of independence very often, but and especially when it comes to media, yeah. you know, but uh, if you only have one newspaper in the area or um, one radio station, yeah. then you have limited reporting in general. Right. And yeah, you got social media today, but uh, social media is a really good magnet for negativity. Yeah. So there's the need for optimism and positive reporting, and positive things in general. Right. So. Independent reporting uh, that's positive in any kind of way, there's a big need for it. Yeah, in fact, I think we just saw that this past week. You know, we're, I don't know when this is going to air, but we're right in the middle of the, the big polar vortex. Yeah, yeah, this will be the coolest podcast yeah. I've done. <laughs> Literally. And, uh, you know, if you look at uh, the, the Beloit School District, it's taking a lot of heat over yeah. their decision to keep the school open. Oh, yeah, uh, we all saw that. And that's all I've seen. You know, I'm, almost for comedic effect, I've looked at the, the comments on social media. About that, and man, there's a lot of hate going on there. Um, yeah. No actual discussion about whether it was a legitimate concern, uh, or and, and there are some there are some mitigating factors that a lot of people aren't taking into con- in, in, in consideration. 
but on just on the social media, all you see is the negativity. So you're right. Yeah, we do need another yeah, yeah, positive. I've, I've seriously debated even just jumping off social media and yeah. trying to lead the trend on that. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll probably stay on for uh, a couple more days. <laughs> uh, let's move on here. Oh, where can we find all your podcasts? You said SoundCloud uh, is available anywhere else. Um, the political podcast is only available on Sound- SoundCloud. Um, I may change that up. Because now that you've inspired me, my mind is thinking about maybe uh, taking a different course on that. Uh, I'm not quite sure yet. Um, but if you yeah, if you search for Thompson Political Report on SoundCloud, yeah. you'll find that. And then Basic Bible Podcast, you can look at uh, basicbiblepodcast.org. Okay. Um, and that'll take you to our website. They have a link to the, uh, the RSS feed, and uh, there's a blog on there as well. And all of our recommended resources you can find on that. That website. That's great. So you got your own website. Yeah. Uh, did you build that, or do you keep up on it? Or? Yeah, I keep up on that. Um, as much as we're, we're, we just started a blog this year, just in January. In fact, I've got to get up another one today. So yeah, I try to keep up with one original blog posting each week. Ray Jewel and I do that off and on, and then uh, each week I also have a list of different links on the online um, we found interesting, and then of course that week's podcast yeah. we featured there but yeah I try to keep that up so that's why it looks bad <laughs> but I know what that's like <laughs> uh, websites are a whole nother thing oh, to yeah. keep up on and you don't want to pay too much to do it right. but uh, it's still a good thing to have yeah people say you got to have a website let's talk about your favorite podcast uh well the Beloit podcast has to be on there it's right it's a good podcast I think um I've listened to a couple of them and that's it, it's you have a lot of interesting guests yeah um I'm a guy who's drawn to celebrity, but it's also good just to keep in mind, you know, there's a lot of interesting people here in Beloit. There is. We're um, not done yet. So, uh, I don't know if your podcast is going to survive after this one. You might lose <laughs> a few listeners, but um, then I, I like, uh, probably the number one podcast to listen to the most right now is the West Wing Weekly. Uh, I loved the TV show, The West Wing, okay, yeah. when it was on. And so this stars, uh, in fact, uh, Joshua Molina, who is one of the, the actors on West Wing, is one of the co-hosts. And they just, well, they go, they're walking through each episode. I, behind the scenes type stuff, yeah. interviews with some of the cast, uh, I found really interesting. Um, so that's, that's number one. Uh, and then I do like, on CNN, um, The Axe Files with David Axelrod. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. He has guests each week uh, I find interesting. So I listen to that podcast quite a bit. And then, been listening to what is it? How stuff works? Is that the name of the podcast? Uh, yeah, I yeah. think that. But yeah, that's, that's been that is a good one. A really um, stuff you should know. Stuff you should know. That's the name yeah. of the podcast. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah, stuff you should know. In fact, yeah, stuff you should There's know. Stuff to blow your mind. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I like that quite a bit. And then uh, more theological based for me, the dividing line with Dr. James White is probably uh, the one I listen to. Uh, the most along with uh, the happy rant is I don't want to call it theological, it's definitely from a Christian evangelical perspective, but it's just uh, three hosts just kind of chit-chatting about it. it's more mocking uh, conservative evangelical culture which I'm a part of yeah. but from you know the inside perspective so it's, it's not a derisive uh, type of thing, but it's just kind of making fun at some of the stupid stuff we do, and so I, I, I enjoy that podcast um we got Podcast Republic. Oh yeah, Podcast Republic that's is what my. I use too. Yeah. That's my go-to. Spotify is decent, uh, but some I think you got to have a subscription to get all the yeah. features. Uh, what am I thinking of? Wretched Radio. That's the one I was thinking of. It's another 
uh, more conservative theological podcast. So you got a podcast list. You got a podcast app. You're yeah. I, I listen to tons and tons of podcasts yeah. all the time. Those are just the top ones. And then, you know, when I'm done with those, I, I listen to podcasts. I don't want to say 24 7 because I sleep. Uh, but, right. you know, right. even just as like this morning, uh, you know, we have the day off of school because of the polar vortex. So I was cooking breakfast for the family. I just pop in my headphones and yep. as I'm yep. frying up some eggs, I got a podcast going. If I'm driving some, I never listen to the radio anymore. Yeah. I'm listening to podcasts and listening to my phone. As I'm grading papers at school, I got podcasts going. So yeah. There's a, a lot of people guy. out there doing that. And I'm surprised uh, all the time people I run into and hear about how that's they're the same way. Always got earbuds around. Yeah. Always trying to hit that play button. Yeah. So, yeah, it's great. Let's talk about your favorite quote. Do you have a favorite quote? You know, as a kid, as a teenager, there's a quote. I, I, I was a little nerd. Um, and I wrote this quote. I put it in an index card and I stuck it in my wallet. I pull it out quite a bit. Uh, and I, I can't quote it verbatim today, but it comes to my mind. From Theodore Roosevelt. About, um, it's not the critic who counts, the one who uh, just you know, judges others, but it's it's the one who's actually in the arena, and that's the key phrase, in the arena, that matters. One who uh, has got sweat on his brow and dirt on his face, the one who's actually going out there and doing the work. That's the guy that counts. And I, I've, I've often uh, pulled that quote out of my mind from time to time, um, yeah. thinking about, uh, you, you, as a teacher, you get criticized all the time. Definitely. Um, mostly from my students, but you know, <laughs> sometimes from parents, and sometimes you know, even from, uh, you know, we're a choice school too, and so we get a lot of criticism for that. And uh, I pull that out from time to time. The other quote, um, more of a, a faith-based quote. Uh, I'm trying to think of the the guy's name, and it's escaping me. But the quote is. Um, he is no fool who gives up what he can't keep in order to gain what he cannot lose. Wow, that's a um, is a quote from oh, man. He's a missionary. Uh, died in the 1950s, uh, trying to minister to basically a, a clan of cannibals and hmm. literally got eaten. I think I've listened to a podcast about it. <laughs> I know Nate Saint was the guy. We, uh, Jim Jim Elliot. Jim Elliot's the guy's okay. name. That's good. That and then really good. the other quote that comes to my mind, I don't know who said this first, but if you do what you've always done, you'll be what you've always been. And yeah, that, uh, I can remind true. myself from that yeah. from time to time. So look, you asked for one, I gave you three, and I butchered all of them, but, <laughs> you know, those ones come to mind. Let's move on to advice or comments for fellow bloiters. Love where you are. You know, it's easy to criticize and to complain, but I think we really have a great city here. There is so much going on that's positive. I, I love this area. I, I'm a New Englander, and my wife recently asked me, you know, if we had the chance to move back. You know, the answer is no. Um, I, I, we're, we're, we're pretty, we're set here in Beloit. It's, it's such a great place, and it's got so much potential. Yeah. It's yeah. easy to look at all the things that are wrong, and there's, there's plenty of stuff that you can point at. But, you know, it's better to be part of the solution than part of the problem. Right. Anywhere you are. Yeah. And so, uh, my first, get involved. If you don't like the city, get involved. Step up. Come to a city council meeting. Run for city council. Um, if you're really concerned about how things are going, uh, step up. Uh, there, there's always room. I, I know the council right now is looking for spots to fill in different various committees and things like that. 
So get involved get, and get your voice out there. Your voice matters. And your voice actually does carry weight. Maybe not with uh, the majority of people, but the more you speak out, the more people you're going to inspire. Reese, you probably know this better than I do. Just uh, being able to talk to those around you, you're, you're going to realize, first off, you're not the only person who believes what you believe. And that's the greatest lie. And maybe you had this when you ran, because uh, I ran with third party. And I would have won the election if everyone who told me, I'd like to vote for you, but you just can't win yes. because there's not enough of us out there. Yeah, if all those people voted for me, I'd be president today. Yeah. Um, not that I'm running for president. but So speak out. You're going to find people who agree with you. Or even, get this, you might change people's minds yep. to where they didn't agree with you, but now they do. Um, and you can really make a difference. One man can make a difference. I'm convinced because it's not just one man, but it's one man taking a stand that all of a sudden inspires several others to do the same thing. The more people that speak out, the more people that step out, you're going to grow a movement. It may not happen tomorrow or next week or a year from now, but that's how things work. Here's another quote, motivational quote you asked for. Um, and I, I, I forget who said this, but it was Margaret Mead, I think, who said that never doubt, when, when, a, when a small group of people say they're going to change the world, never doubt it because it's the only thing that ever has. And uh, so my advice for Bloit, get involved. Uh, show up to a city council meeting. Show up to a meeting of whether it's the Libertarians or the Constitution Party, Republican, Democrat. Uh, show up. Get involved, speak out, and uh, you'll be surprised what happens. That's good advice. And uh, last question: What is next for Kevin Thompson? Man, um, you know we're the big thing in our house right now. We're looking forward to this adoption being finalized. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that point, we're we're looking at actually buying a house here in Beloit, officially settling in here. Yeah, we've been renting for the past two years, um, and. Uh, you know, we've, we've always, my life has always been in transition. And so the next transition is permanency, <laughs> is to actually settle down, get roots here, and uh, really be more ingrained in the community. Uh, looking, even sticking around at Rock County uh, Christian School. And yeah, the next step for us is right where we are, but Staying here. Uh, stepping in it says as a stepping aside on yeah 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 that comes up a lot uh on the podcast and in, in general in beloit i know there was a, a feeling in my generation that uh to do anything or to be something you might have to leave beloit yeah and uh, i was in that crowd yeah and i've been elsewhere but i ended up back here yeah and can't imagine being anywhere else yeah this this place really feels like home yeah. and, and you know there are some things the place could use uh we, we could use a chick-fil-a here in beloit <laughs> and uh we could use a few other if i could get a few other pizza places from new england and I, I really don't i'm not convinced that you guys here has have a good pizza place not enough pizza um but <laughs> you know it it really has a i really feel at home here um i really feel like beloit is a welcoming city yeah and it, it's a place where you can raise a family, settle down, grow some roots, and do great things. Definitely. Well, Kevin, uh, thanks for coming on the podcast. And, uh, thanks for having me. You're doing. My dad made it.